2: man so we hit uh we hit go live like immediately after the final whistle usa 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 and even though like troy troy and i were not physically in the same room but we were we were watching the game on our you know our respective tvs at the same time and of course troy was like seven seconds ahead of me (laughs) so he knew he knew the game was over seven seconds before i did team usa is advancing to the knockout stages of the world cup that was um you Know, I, I know that we're, we're gonna get like the uh the bros in here. They're like, How can you watch a sport oh. where they only score one goal? No. You gotta give them more score. It' like, I'm uh, sorry, that was a tense, exciting game. One nil, uh, it I enjoyed. All right, now obviously, I'm a big soccer fan, as a lot of you know, but I mean, if anyone's like, They don't score enough points, like, come on, that was a great game. Listen,
1: I'm not a big soccer fan, but I have watched the big games, the World Cup. And so I was looking forward to this game. Plus, I'm a political guy, and I I know the implications that's going on politically. Yeah, I don't know if
2: you knew this, Troy, but the winner of this game gets the nuclear codes, so we get to hold on to those. (laughs)
1: That
2: was the stipulation heading in.
1: That's good that we have it, all right? That's good (laughs) that we have it. I'll tell you a quick story. Only once before, the only soccer game that I've ever gone to, I was in Amsterdam. And Amsterdam, they call it Ajax or Ajax or whatever. Ajax, yeah. Ajax. They had a big game going on. And so I was invited to the game. And I'm like, all right, I've never been to a soccer game. Let me go check this out. It was unbelievable (laughs) being in that atmosphere, how they had to, to divide the stadium up. I was like, oh, this is kind of scary that they got to put benches up to divide the fans. And so I enjoyed that. And then I knew this is the World Cup. So I pay attention. This outside of that game in Amsterdam, this is the first soccer game and the only soccer game that I watch start to finish on TV. And I enjoy every second of it.
2: And we had to sweat out every last second of it because Iran kept trying to get penalty calls near the end of the game. And I'm like, Oh my God, are they going to go under the hood? VAR, are they going to review this? But man, we're, we're here to talk some Miami dolphins. It's the extra yard here on the five reasons sports network. So happy you guys are joining us. Uh, Sorry we didn't have an episode last week. Uh, I basically hosted every AM radio show in Miami last week. I I was (laughs) was, there were some days where I hosted two shows, four hour shows each in the same day. So I'm still physically recovering from that. Uh, And you know what? Yeah, thank you, Troy. Exactly. Nothing
1: wrong with money, right? Okay.
2: Nothing wrong with that. When you're the the fill-in guy and they pay you by the show, I'll do as many shows as you want me to do, man.
1: And, you know, me coming from radio, I know this time of year, holiday season, happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays, everyone. I understand how, you know, the main hosts, they always want to take time off. They want to get away because, you know, they got to grind throughout the year. So I understand exactly what you went
2: through this week. And I know you've been there too, man. Troy Stratford is a radio vet. He's also a former Miami Dolphin. So we're now at five straight wins, Troy. And it was uh, the first half. Dolphins could basically do whatever they wanted to on both sides of the football. Tua was carving them up like the Thanksgiving turkey. On defense, you had a defensive touchdown from Xavier Howard. You had, or, uh, you had a, an interception from Andrew Van Ginkle that got the Dolphins right in the red zone. Uh, you know Kyle Allen was put through the wood chipper as the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans last week. Uh, and then uh, the big turning point in the game, and the Dolphins still ended up winning 30-15. to 15. They even covered the spread. It was about a two-touchdown spread. Um, but it looked like a completely different offense, Troy, when left tackle Teron Armstead suffered a pectoral injury late in the second quarter. Dolphins could not protect Tua to save their lives after that. He took a couple scary hits, but he bounced back fine. Uh, and the Dolphins, when they had a, a big – I think it was 30-6 to 6 was the score when Mike McDaniel rightfully decided to – you know, Tua, we don't need you that badly. Let's get you All out right. of there so you don't get killed. I thought that that was the absolute right decision. But uh, I'm a little bit nervous about the next couple games because the schedule gets a lot tougher here, Troy. And Teron Armstead suffered a uh, a pectoral strain – But it sounds like he's going to miss some time. Uh, I definitely don't expect to see him against San Francisco. Um, I don't know if we'll see him for this entire three-game road swing coming up. Uh, So we obviously saw in-game what a big loss to Ron Armstead is. So now uh, how does Mike McDaniel now scheme around this potentially for the next couple weeks? And this is
1: the job for coaches to do. They have to figure out what combination that they're going to use on the offensive line, because you are right. I'm going to take you back to two weeks ago when I sat here and we were talking about the MVP, whether it was two or whoever else you want to put in there. I sat there and said, the way I look at it is I really don't see any other quarterback outside of two Mahomes and maybe uh, Lamar Jackson that could run this Miami Dolphins offense, which the more I look at it, it is predicated on timing. Get the ball out quick. Hit the open guys. They are always going to create space, right? So then we saw two will go out, and all of a sudden, other quarterbacks just can't operate the way that he operates. And I'm sitting there saying, all right, next week we got the San Francisco 49ers. A few weeks ago we were sitting there happy that the Miami Dolphins – Shut out. I forgot what team it was. Maybe it was Detroit. They shut them out in the second half. Well, the San Francisco 49ers, their last three games, they have pitched a shutout in the second half. And when I look at the Miami Dolphins' offense, throughout the year I've been sitting here saying, okay, maybe you could stay with the Miami Dolphins in the first quarter. Maybe you could stay with them in the second quarter. But that speed is going to get you in the third quarter, fourth quarter, second half. So now we're going up against a team, very reputable team, a team that is led by its defense, not by its offense. And I'm sitting there saying this is a wonderful, wonderful test for all of us Dolphin fans. Forget us fans. All of the Dolphin players, the team, the coaches to figure out How do you slow down that San Francisco 49ers defense, especially when you are now all of a sudden, you know, you might have to do – no, you will have to do a little bit of patchwork on the offensive line. So that's the biggest challenge for the Miami Dolphins going to San Francisco this week to play against them. And I look forward to seeing how the Miami Dolphins fare in this matchup.
2: I want to remind everybody if you're watching us live here on YouTube, it's 4 11 pm. You know we usually do these show we usually do these shows uh, Monday at three, but we had to right. do Tuesday this week and then we started at four because we didn't want to go head to head with uh, with USA Iran. Huh. and you know Troy and I were both watching it. We know a lot of you guys were watching it as well. so we we started it at a Tuesday at four this week. And if you want to join us on the live chat, it's free as long as you have a YouTube account. Uh, join us on the live chat if you do want to throw us a super chat, throw a tip in the uh, the tip jar. We would certainly not discourage that, but it is free to use the live chat. And we've already got a couple texts in the live chat that kind of represent both ends of the spectrum here with Tyrone Armstead being out for a bit. Uh, Perfect cue. Uh, hold on, that's not the one I was uh, I was looking for. Uh, this this is the one. Uh, Tua proved he can find other guys when they when they took away Deep Hill and Waddle. He'll find a way without Armstead. And he also writes in, Niners only scored 13 points against the Saints' 24th-ranked defense. Just mass, max protect Tua on the left, and we beat them. He's going to get rid of the ball quicker. But then this represents my fear. Like, Perfect Q represents the best-case scenario. John Malone writes in, we are in trouble without Armstead. Tua will get hurt. Um, None of us want that to happen, but it is a concern because there were free rushers coming left and and right. right. Uh, Well, left basically without Armstead in the game last week.
1: Listen, the Miami Dolphins, again, they have their work cut out for them. They got to slow down that defense. I'll say it again. The 49ers, they're driven defensively. The uh, listener is 100% correct. They only scored 13 points against – the New Orleans Saints, but they actually... But shut how many points forward. did they
2: give up? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. They, but they shut them out.
2: Yeah, so exactly.
1: When it comes down to, okay, what's going to happen? Because what I'm looking forward to seeing is this Miami Dolphins offense has been outstanding, right, throughout the year. As long as Tua has been in there, as long as the timing has been down, they have been outstanding. You see wide receivers open all the time it may be for only like a second and a half two seconds but they're open they're catching the football and so now I'm looking forward to seeing them go up against a team that is really defensive oriented and to see what they or how effective they could be Against the San Francisco 49ers defense, so this is game. This game comes down to the Miami Dolphins' offensive line number one, okay, and then it comes down to the Miami Dolphins' defense. I think their front four has been playing better, and we always talked about you know Chubb coming in and what he's going to add to this football team. And you see the statistics this past game; they had more pressures. They had more hits. They had a few sacks in there. Five five sacks, I believe. Right. It's only going to get better. And it's not like Garoppolo is one of these Lamar Jackson type wide receivers, Patrick Mahomes, I mean quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes type quarterbacks. So as long as that defensive line is coming up and and putting pressure on the quarterback, I think the Miami Dolphins – We'll have, they'll have a good Sunday, again, against San Francisco. I, I look forward to this. And, again, I look back at last week's game against Tampa. I mean, not Tampa. Houston, right? Yeah. That was a practice game, okay?
2: Yeah. Houston, It was
1: easier than Houston the bye week. Sucks. <laughs> They're bad. They suck. So the Miami Dolphins could do whatever the heck they wanted to do throughout that game. That's not going to be the case this week. So I'm looking forward to the challenge. You know, we're getting closer to the end of the season. And you want to find out if you could play against the best teams in the league. This week, 49ers. Next week, the Chargers. After that, Buffalo. Go ahead. Miami Dolphins, you've been, like, beating on your chest. We've been beating on your chest. Let's see what you got coming up.
2: So um, I was watching Mike McDaniel yesterday speaking of the media like they're they're still I guess trying to figure some more things out with Teron Armstead he did kind of hint that hey he's a tough guy I wouldn't rule out him even you know trying to come back this week I don't think it's going to happen I mean it's been it's been reported as like the type of strained peck that could keep him out for multiple weeks you know I I think Mike coach McDaniel likes to kind of give the benefit of the doubt to his players when they're trying to come back from injury, but we'll see. Like if we can get some good news midweek about Teron Armstead, I I will take it. We also had uh, Austin Jackson tweak something in his ankle and it was, it's ironic because he tweaked something in the same ankle that was injured before, but according to McDaniel, it was a completely different injury to the same ankle, which is so he, he described it as, as basically uh, a freak thing. And so, listen, I respect what Perfect Q says here. And I'm, I'm optimistic the Dolphins can win this game. Don't get me wrong. Look, I respect what he's saying here. But he says, did we forget Tua was getting ripped apart the previous two years behind a horrible O-line and he survived? He's a tough dude. I don't question Tua's toughness. But, listen, if, if, if Tua – if Tua gets like his ribs broken or if he gets launched on his head again, it doesn't matter how tough you are. Like that's like, I have no doubt that Tua is tough. I, I don't want to see him suffer an injury where he has no choice, but to leave the game. That's what I'm worried about.
1: To the viewer out there, you want to go back a couple of years and talk about Tua when the offensive line was not good. The talent wasn't good around Tua. So I look at it now I'm looking at Coach McDaniel, and I'm sitting there saying, okay, you know what you're faced with. You might have a deficiency on the offensive line, so now you just kind of game plan around that, and you get that ball out quick because, again, the Miami Dolphins offense have been timing, timing, timing quick. These guys, they're open at three yards off the line of scrimmage, four yards off the line of scrimmage, five yards off, but yet – Tua has the ball. He's getting rid of it. So when the injury happened in the last game, they lose their left tackle, right? That's an adjustment that you have to make in game. That's very difficult to make, right? You lose a quarterback, starting wide receiver, your best DB, whatever it is, in the middle of a game, that's an adjustment that you got to make. And you don't always make it because the individual that goes in there to supplement the player that was hurt, he doesn't necessarily play up to the same level. But when you could prepare for things, like I talk about uh, the situation in the secondary for the Miami Dolphins, right? Mm -hmm. I think that they have recovered because, you know, Jones has been out for a long time. But he was out all season long, so you have time to prepare for that. Now, they played the first three games, and then he went down in the second quarter. That's a bigger challenge for you to overcome. So that's how I see that.
2: No, that's well said. Um, and, yeah, listen, my, I, I don't want to sound too negative. Uh, we, we present worst-case scenarios sometimes. So to Aaron, who says, how about some of you all stop thinking the worst – um, I, I think still the Dolphins can absolutely win this game. It's going to be a tough road game. I'm sure the Dolphins are underdogs. They'll probably be underdogs for the next three weeks. Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll see how – depending on how it goes this week, they may not be dogs against the Chargers. Maybe not. Uh, they'd probably be dogs in Buffalo. Where they, like they could win these next two games 45-0. They'd probably still be road dogs in Buffalo because that's just the way it goes when you play at Buffalo uh, in December. But for this week, something we know, and you've talked about it, Troy – this Dolphins team is loaded with weapons, right? We've heard the comments that some of the former 49ers have made, right? Uh, Raheem Mostert, who hopefully is back this week. Jeff Wilson, Trent Sherfield are going back to San Francisco. And, you know, they've talked about how they've got a quarterback here who can sling it, talking about Tua, all the different weapons that Tua has at his disposal. Like, this is, this is going to be such a fun game to see how the Dolphins' offense matches up with the 49ers' oh, yeah. defense. And then the big thing for me Troy is how is the coaching gonna match? I feel like all the telemarkers have just decided to call me all at once hold on let me uh <laughs> let me let me boot this person and I've got all my devices ringing I've got the iPad the the MacBook, and the uh, the phone and the Apple watch all ringing at the same time jeez yeah. uh, but so this is this is the battle of it's gonna be like the spider-man meme uh, between uh, Mike McDaniel and uh, and uh, well, well, what's what's his name the 49ers coach uh, I don't know why yeah, but and uh, yeah, Shanahan and McDaniel—it's going to be like the Spider-Man meme yes. uh, this weekend—the the pupil against uh, against the teacher this week. Exactly. Uh, so how much do you think that familiarity with San Francisco can help McDaniel?
1: Oh, I think it helps a lot. Like you're sitting there, you've been in that system for a long time. You kind of like or know the tendencies that Shanahan likes to look. You've learned from him. But you being a young guy, maybe you couldn't speak at the time, but he was like, well, maybe we could do this. Maybe we could do that. And I know Coach McDaniel said, uh, I'm going to try and make this as non-an-issue going back to San Francisco as I can. I don't care what he says to us. <laughs> That's big. When you are a player, And you play for one team and then all of a sudden you go to another team and you come back and you're playing against that former team. It is humongous. It is almost like your birthday, right? It's like (laughs) everything is going to feel nice. Everything is going to be in line. And I'm about to kick ass and I'm about to show them my stuff is good. So, I mean, good for him media-wise to sit there and say – no big deal. I'm gonna, you know, do this, do that. But you got a couple of former 49er players on the team yeah. as well for the Miami Dolphins. They are gonna be jacked to the sky. You got a little trash talking going on. This is gonna be an outstanding game to watch. I'm not sitting here saying Miami Dolphins are gonna win or they're gonna lose, but I'm sitting here saying you definitely wanna tune in and watch this game because. You're talking about two quality teams here, right? We never thought the Miami Dolphins would be here. I mean, as much as I was impressed once I saw them in training camp and I said, this is a difference maker when it comes to the speed that the Miami Dolphins have surrounded Tua with and the talent that they've surrounded him with. I never knew it was going to turn out to be this right here. And it was a great, you know, storyline this week of, hearing about how Coach, like, put the confidence back into it and how he had to question himself and look at himself in the mirror. There is no more of that. These guys know that they can play against any defense, no matter how good, in the league. And that's the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to seeing this week is, all right, at what point does – a good defensive team, which San Francisco is, right? Mm-hmm. A very good defensive team, will they make the adjustment to take some of the strengths away from the Miami Dolphins? Or can the Miami Dolphins still operate just as effectively against a quality defense? I I, I can't wait for the game.
2: Yeah, I see. Uh, Br- Brooklyn Rob, he's always got to call me out. I'm the mush. I still hate Tua. I was, I was, uh, I was kind of excited. I was kind oh, of. I don't. I don't hate Tua. I don't. He talking Tua. He's talking about you. He's talking about me. Oh, okay. No, no, no. He's talking about me. I, I'm the okay. mush, and apparently, oh. I still hate Tua. I was excited to see what Skyler could do in that game, but it wasn't fair to put Skyler behind oh, oh. <laughs> that offensive line either. That that was not good. That was not, not good for Skyler.
1: I, I gotta stop you. I gotta stop you. Not fair. I wanna not fair to him. You. I want to take you back. Yeah. Preseason. Uh-huh. And the song that you were singing, you want to see Skylar. And I'm sitting there saying, preseason and regular season is completely different. And to be that young, just getting your start. Uh, no, you, you saw the difference, right? You saw the difference.
2: But you notice they only let Skyler play when Teron Armstead isn't on the field because they're like, oh, well, Skyler, we don't care if you get killed. Like, just go out there and, and you know, we're, and just go out there and get hit 10,000 times. But if, if if Armstead's out there, Tua can't play, Skyler, it's your time to go out there when Armstead's out of the game.
1: Well, Well, listen, also, when he went down, the Miami Dolphins were not able to really run the football effectively. So I think the running game is going to play a big role in this game for the Miami Dolphins as well. They have to run the football every now and then. they got to keep that defense honest. You can't just turn their front four, and they got pretty good linebackers as well. You just can't turn them loose. So the Miami Dolphins, they have to get production on the ground this coming Sunday, uh, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens.
2: And we will see what happens when we're using prizepicks.com this coming oh, Sunday. How about this, guys? We got a special deal for you. Can you see that there on the bottom of the screen? Log in, register, prizepicks.com or the PrizePix mobile app. I use the app. The app is incredibly easy. If you want to do it the old-fashioned way, www.prizepicks.com That works, too. But I use the PrizePicks mobile app, a free app. Uh, Troy, Oh, you do it the old-fashioned way, Troy? And I'll tell you why, Ghana why because
1: i don't want to be in my car driving somewhere in the middle of the day i want to be at work somewhere just doing whatever and say oh let me make a bet i force i force myself (laughs) do it on my computer so i can't make that bet until i get home and i I relax i take a shower and i kind of unwind and then I sit down. And I do a little studying. I went two for three this weekend, so I, I did Ooh. all. Right. Yeah,
2: I, went,
1: I did all right.
2: You know what? You reminded me of something because, like, th- there have been times where, like, I'm I'm driving and I'm like listening to, like, if I'm driving at night, like during like a Thursday night game or a Monday night game, and then I hear something going on in the game, and I'm like, wow, I want to live bet like the new spread on this, and I'll like pull yeah. over into a gas station and I'll, like, li- <laughs> I'll live bet it. Uh, I. I, I I do that with my prize picks. I mean, but I try I, have- I, I try not to do it while driving. I'll pull over somewhere, no. but you know, I gotta get my picks in.
1: I play chess a lot also and I make mistakes every time I make a move mm. when I'm driving. I'm yeah. like, boy, oh, right, stop yeah. making a move when you're driving. But I work with like three guys that I turn on to prize picks and they love the app, right? Yeah. And they have it on their phone and we'll be at work and and I go, No, I don't have it. I don't have it. <laughs> I said, I wait till I get home.
2: <laughs> for them,
1: they make their bet. So it's all right.
2: Well, so that that is the lesson to be learned here that you should use prize picks, but you should not use it while you're driving. But um, yeah, you know, I do have I do have prize picks open right now. Let me see what we're looking at for uh so we got the Thursday night game. We've got Buffalo against New England. So what you do is you go onto your prize picks app and they're going to have all these selections you can make. You simply select two, three, four, or five players and predict if they're going to go over or under various stat projections. And if you get all your picks correct, you win real money. So like I'm looking at um, Josh Allen, I'm looking at uh, hold on, this is passing yards. Let me see rushing or yard. uh, passing yards. Uh, Josh Allen passing yards against New England do you go over or under that because I don't know I think I'm I'm probably leaning toward the under
1: Josh Allen man he's a good ass football player and I never know what we're going to get out of him because you look at this and you go is DeFond Diggs going to go off like get some 80 yard touchdown and then you know he's almost there already I am going to say, where's that game?
2: Uh, that game, I believe, is. Hold on.
1: It really, uh, you know what? The, the weather is pretty much the same. so I
2: I, I, th- I think it's in New England. It, it, it doesn't say on. I got to tell prize picks to tell me where the game is. I'm, I'm
1: going to say over for Josh Allen. But my play would be. Passing and rushing yards combined, without even knowing the number.
2: Hold on, I'll give you the rushing. I definitely
1: number. would go over.
2: The rushing number is 44 and a half. So you would basically you would be uh, two hundred fifteen would be the number, or three hundred fifteen would be the number you're looking at.
1: That's a big number, but I still would go over it with hmm. Josh Allen, even though I got question marks about the Bills right now.
2: Yeah, which same I'm here. Happy. Well, let's look at they already do have the uh the player props up at prizepicks.com and the prizepicks mobile app for the dolphins at 49ers this Sunday. Uh-huh. So all right, the number for Tua, he'll he'll get this in the first quarter, Troy. Over <laughs> under 265 and a half passing oh, yards. Over. I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go over. He's
1: smashing that. He's gonna smash that, right? My guy. I, I don't care what. You know, I'm sitting here early in the show and I'm talking about it's going to be a nice challenge. They're not stopping the Miami Dolphins' offense. They're not going to stop that passing game. They will make a mistake or two or possibly three. I look at Tua and throw the football. He utilizes like no other quarterback in the middle of the field, maybe Mahomes. The middle of the field, where there's always space to work, but quarterbacks are just not equipped to get the ball out of their hand that fast, and they just don't have receivers who have the speed to create that separation that quickly. And so I'm sitting there saying, I don't care what San Francisco – this is me now, the personal fan talk. Yeah, I don't care what San Francisco does. The Miami Dolphins are still going to chew them a lot the way I see that.
2: I, I agree uh what about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo over or under 235 and a half passing yards according to prize picks 235 I want to say I hope
1: under <laughs>
2: that, yeah that, that I think dude. under I, I think he'll throw for about 200, 220 is what I'm thinking
1: I'm, th- I'm thinking he'll be around two. Forty-five to fifty. Uh, leaning towards the over on that. Oh, okay, okay. Somewhere, somehow. That's how I say it. So I say two over, Garoppolo over.
2: Okay.
1: I say both of them over.
2: Let me see if I can look at at the rushing stats here. So again, you guys, if you sign up at Prizepicks.com or the Prizepicks mobile app, make sure you use our. Promo code, which is 5, F-I-V-E. Spell it out, 5, and they're going to match your first deposit 100% up to $100. It's the greatest thing in the world. Uh, let me see, rushing yards for this game. Um, ooh, I don't know if they have our running back selections available yet. I, I was curious, especially since uh, – so so let's just talk about a little bit. So sign, yeah. sign up at prizepicks.com, code 5. 100% match on your first deposit. I don't think they've put the uh, the running back props up yet for this Sunday. Um, I'm, I'm hoping and assuming Raheem Mostert is back because I know he's going to be super motivated, as is Jeff Wilson, Wilson, who's another former 49er. And Jeff Wilson, three straight weeks, has scored a touchdown, Troy. I mean, he didn't have huge rushing yardage stats this past week, but this guy's been money. These two guys
1: playing, going back to play against their former team, and I spoke on this earlier, you can't wait for that scenario. You get yeah. to – they spent, you know, two, three years in San Francisco. Probably half of their lives are still in San Francisco. They probably haven't
2: completed the move down. Especially here. Wilson. Like, I mean, Wilson's been here for like three weeks.
1: Yeah. You know, it, it, he still lives in San Francisco. Yeah. And so he is going to be on a high that is absolutely incredible. And he can't wait to play against his former teammates. And I just think that he's going to have a game where we, we talk about the last two weeks, where two, three weeks, where he actually, he runs with a purpose. Oh, his purpose will be times two coming this Sunday. And that's going to be nice. And plus... You know, there was a thing, Donald, me being a running back, right? Playing in college, playing in the NFL. I wasn't, excuse my French, I wasn't a shit talker, right? Because I'm a running back. The job is to hit the running back. So I'm constantly, (laughs) I got like 11 guys coming at me. (laughs) I I didn't talk smack all the time. But you could bet. As soon as there was one guy on that defensive unit that said something to me, the talk smack, it was like, okay, let's go. It's on. Now i got the green light. When you challenge me as a man, I'm like, let's go. I'm ready to go. And so we had a little bit of trash talking going on, right, this week between the running backs. You usually don't get that usually get that from linebackers you know offensive linemen a db or something like you very rarely hear about just think about you very very rarely hear about running backs talking smack that's a good point now here we have two running backs going back and forth they're both gonna be jacked up and i bet you they'll probably shake hands before the game or seeing each other in the tunnel, walking in to get dressed and everything. But once that game starts, they are both determined to outdo the other one, and I look forward to that whole matchup.
2: So well, what do you think about this so far, Um, based on the way this season has gone? I can make a case uh, for Tua as league MVP – I can make a case for Tyreek Hill as uh, NFL Offensive Player of the Year, and I can make a case for Teron Armstead being the Dolphins MVP, like the most important player on this Dolphins team. Like I'm very anxious to see, you know, you know, to have a full week to get a backup left tackle prepared and to try and scheme around this situation, but. I mean, you talk about the start, and we've seen it with Tua as well. When Tua hasn't played, the difference it makes. But when Teron Armstead is on the field versus off the field, the difference that it makes. We have a number of really important players on this O. And you
1: are 100% right that all three of those topics uh, that you just brought up, all three of them could win those. Like, Tua could win MVP. It's going to be great coming down to the end with – him Mahomes. i think that josh allen has fallen off just a little bit but he's going to come back strong all he has to do is beat the miami dolphins
2: yeah. and he'll
1: be right back into the thick of things and talking about it right? right have a great performance on thursday night against the new england patriots and his name would be right there front and center right so then then you could talk about uh tyreek hill and what he brought to this team And you could say he was the most outstanding offensive player this year. Who's going to argue with that? Of course, you're going to have fan favorites somewhere arguing with that. So I could see that. And then when the Miami Dolphins, they have their own in-house personal vote, they're going to sit there and say, it was our left tackle. Did you see how we played with him? How we played without him? So all three of them could be in line to win all three of those awards that you just spoke about
2: you know it's obviously it's frustrating you know that teron armstead has you know suffered multiple injuries this year that have caused him to miss time we knew that i think when we signed him that there were injury risks there with armstead i I was having a a conversation about him with channing crowder yesterday
1: i heard it
2: did you hear that did you (laughs) hear that did you hear that analogy
1: i loved his analogy you know your grandparents you know (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Look, like, like any
2: time, like, like if your if your grandpa bumps into a wall, it's yeah. gonna hurt him a lot more, right? If you like he said, when his grandpa would get a cut, it would bleed for four hours. You know, yeah. it's like
1: <laughs> I happened to be in the car and That's I was funny. listening to that part, and I said, "What the hell did he come up with that that fast?" Right? So I'm sitting there saying, "Well, you know, I'm getting up there in age also," and I go, "Yeah." I can can relate, not to his grandfather, but I can relate. You know, when I was younger, you walk around the house, right? I don't know. You stub your toe on the edge of uh, the bed. You hit your thigh on the edge of the couch, or bed, or table. And when I played, I just shook that off like I was breaking a tackle. Like, that ain't no big deal. Now, I'm like, oh, my God
2: it's a season ender now. <laughs>
1: I'm like I'm on IR for 4 weeks, all right.
2: Oh man. So, so that's what it is with Armstead. He's he's an older uh, NFL player. Every every bump he gets is going to make a little bit more of a, a lasting impression for other people. But Absolutely. just like perspe- perspective on where the Dolphins are right now, an 8 and 3 start. This is the best start this team has had since Dave Wannstedt was the head coach and Jay Fiedler was the quarterback. Right. I don't take anything for granted because they're still, you know, they still need to win more games just to get into the postseason. So the Dolphins still have a lot of work to do. But, you know, Mike McDaniel said it after the game. He said, the greatest thing in professional football is playing meaningful games in December and January. And the Dolphins are going to be doing that.
1: Absolutely. Like the next game is important. I can also take you to seasons that I played where. The playoffs were out of reach
2: mm-hmm.
1: in the last two games of the season you and other players just sitting there making your plans for vacation you there was one year where i knew as soon as the game was over i was going home my bags were already packed i was getting into the car i was driving to new jersey to go see my friends and you don't want to be in that situation because you don't give you don't give your full effort I don't think. No. You, know, you 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 give your full effort when that game starts but you let one thing go wrong or things get out of hand a little bit that fight that fight that you have inside of you that you know you have and that your teammates have it goes away. And so to play meaningful football in the month of December, to take it from Bill Belichick, right, everyone who looks at the – watch the New England Patriots over the years with Brady, yeah, they may have a hiccup during the regular season, but they will always play their best football come December because that's when it matters. And that's when you could jump on a team that's coming to town that, you know, they really don't have anything to play for. Yeah. You know, individual players, they – although the money is different now, individual players, they're sitting there playing for incentives in their contract to make a little extra money. And I've funny story. No lie. I've been in huddles. Donald, I've been in huddles during the game where three different players be talking to the quarterback saying, Hey man, I need three more catches to get 100 grand. <laughs> He's, and, the, and the quarterback goes, All right, I'm coming to you. Oh, man. You aren't trying to win the game at that point. <laughs> You're trying to get people paid. Mm. And I don't think that the Miami Dolphins are in that situation right now where they're worried about money and contracts and all of that. Because remember, when you go to the playoffs, even though it's extra money, you really take a pay cut because really? Because, oh, absolutely. Your contract is spread out over the course of the season. And that's the big number. When you go to the playoffs, everyone makes the same amount of money per game.
2: Oh, OK. Talk
1: about money in the playoffs. Yeah. It's about winning a damn football game.
2: Right, you're, you're so, getting paid the same, win or lose. You better win.
1: Absolutely, win or yeah. lose. I mean, you'll get more because you're going to the next round if you win. Wow. But win or lose, everyone's making the same money. Like, I'm like, alright, I'm making the same. I'm making the same as Marino this week. <laughs> <laughs> but during the season, I wasn't making the same. How so, how much
2: extra like how, how much extra do you make per playoff oh, game like per? Or I'm sure it's more now than it was oh, then. Yeah.
1: But like, I, I how, haven't yeah. checked that number, yeah. but I can remember one year I made an extra. I don't know. I think if I'm correct, if I remember correctly, an extra thirty to fifty grand per game, or, or for the whole
2: playoff run, however long that was. We went twice, so two rounds, so was like two rounds. But okay. now, oh, uh, yeah, now now it's probably. Five, ten times that. Who
1: knows? Yeah. Absolutely. They may probably make, like, I I have no idea, but probably make, like, half a million dollars, like, first round.
2: (laughs) It's ridiculous. Let let me see if I can Google that. How much does an NFL player make per playoff game? I want to see if there's a a quick result for that. Okay, here it is. Uh, All players who are on the active 53-man roster – not no, not not if this is up to date. Uh, sixty five thousand oh, per game. So that's right. I mean, it's it's not chunk change, but it's not three hundred nice grand. Payday, right?
1: That's a nice payday, right?
2: Yeah, that's a nice okay. year for a lot you of Americans, right? <laughs>
1: grand to play in the game. I got extra
0: money.
2: Yeah, extra that's money. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So that that was uh. I don't know if it's gone up even since then, because that was from last season. That was from the 2021 oh, it, it goes, season. It goes up every year. It goes okay. Up every so, year. yeah. And you know what? It went up. This is from last year. It went up six grand from the previous year to last year. So it might be 70, 71 K at this point. 70 grand, now. right?
1: Wow. That, that's not bad
2: at all. For a day of work. Not bad absolutely and if you're the punter like
1: a couple weeks ago you don't even punt in the game and you get yeah. seventy.
2: <laughs> yeah we didn't see him come on the field for a long time this week I think it was like late second quarter the first time Morstead came on and I was like mad I was I even tweeted I'm like I was hoping we could give Morstead an extra bye week right I didn't <laughs> want to see him even come out and punt and then he you was know, needed he was needed a little bit more in the second half
1: and looking back at last week's game Sunday's game I really thought that Tua for the first time this season was off his mark a little bit. As well as he played. I sat there and I thought he had, I don't know, three, four different high throws. He had uh, Jalen Waddle, I thought dropped two passes. They were coming off the bye. They were a little bit sloppy there, and then again, that's a testament to how good I think they are. That they still waxed the floor of the Houston Texans. I didn't think the two played a very good game. I really didn't. From what I've seen from the entire year, from what I've seen from Wallow the entire year, from what I saw across the board, I go. That's pretty nice, the Miami Dolphins sitting here. And I don't know, this is a high school game or a college game where they only have to play a half, really? Yeah. And they got the game locked up, and they didn't even really play that well, and they got 30 points on the board. I was pretty impressed by that, pretty impressed.
2: Same here. Even though the second half put me in a coma, it was still It uh, yeah. It was. It was a nice first half. Win is a win. Cruise control in the second half. We go on to San Francisco. Um, I, I love putting you in this spot because I know how much you hate looking ahead. But we look at the, the next three games, Troy, at San Francisco, at the L.A. Chargers, at the Buffalo Bills. What would you consider to be a successful three-game run? Uh, would, you, would you say, hey, even if it's one and two, just you know, get out of there with a win? Do you need to go three for three to consider it a success? What do you look at?
1: Three <laughs> and yeah. No, listen. You know, I go on a week to week basis. And so I really don't know what I would can okay, two and one. Let's be realist. Yeah, two and yeah. one. They win two of those three. That's awesome. I'll be thrilled. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh you know, I mentioned before, I, I talk often like with OJ McDuffie. You know, we're good friends. We always have a recap of the week's game and what you see, what I see. And it's amazing, like, what he gives me, what I give him. And so we spoke last week prior to the Houston game, and we're sitting there talking about the San Francisco Chargers trip, right? Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. when the news came out that the Miami Dolphins were going to stay out there for a week on the West Coast. And him and I, we sat there and said, that is phenomenal, it's the best thing that they could do. Because here's what goes on. When you are at home all the time, like the two of us, we think the team will become even closer. Like we hear all, we hear these stories about how close knit this team is, how much fun they have and all of that. This team will become even closer During this week's trip. Why? You don't have. Well, I'm sure a lot of them are maybe taking their wives or whatever. But for the most part, you don't have your wives with you. You don't have mom and dad with you. You don't have the kids with you. You don't have your friends around you. So whereas. It's a normal week and you're here in Miami. You go to practice when practice is over. What do you do? You go home. You go home home to your house. You go home to your family. Maybe a couple of guys get together. Now, all of a sudden, you find yourself on a road trip. You're staying in hotels. A lot of people don't have people around. And what are you doing? 15 of you getting together to go out to dinner. You know, 20 of you getting together. 12 of you getting together, which doesn't happen when you're at home. So these guys... They're going to create this even stronger bond. And they're going to talk football. Yeah, they're going to talk all the nonsense and all the outside, the circle things also. But they're going to talk football also. And I just think it's going to bring them closer and closer together. And so I love the fact that they are going to stay out there for the entire week. They're going to practice
2: together. They're going to live together I think that's a plus for the Miami Dolphins. That makes a lot of sense because I I hear about that a lot with like, you know, sports like uh, like basketball and hockey where you you, you take some long trips. Right. Like every year, the Florida Panthers will take a long trip out to California. They'll play all the teams out there. They take a trip to Western Canada. They're on that trip right now. They're they're out of town for like. 10 11 days sometimes, and I always hear about that. Like, that, that, that's when the team bonding happens, and it doesn't happen as much in football because usually you're there for a couple of days, you come right back because you play right. once a week. So, uh, right. I, I hope that's the case. It makes a lot of sense, Troy.
1: Absolutely, and I mean, I think it's priceless to be honest with you. Like, I first heard it, like, we didn't do this back in my day. Actually, I don't remember. Playing back to back West Coast games where we had to fly, 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 fly. But I could recall the Patriots doing that coming down. Even when the Patriots came down here earlier, as opposed to Saturday, they came down here on a Tuesday to kind of get acclimated to the heat. That's right. That's still your team. Coaches love to get players away from distractions. Coaches are so focused, right? This this send me and say, okay, what can I do to get these guys focused, thinking only football? I know what. We ain't coming back home. We're gonna stay out there for two weeks. That's good stuff.
2: Oh, I love it. We'll we'll end on that note. Uh, Troy Stratford, he's a former Miami Dolphin, does a fantastic job. I'm Alex Dono. Want to send a huge thanks to everybody who hopped in on the chat. We put uh, most of you guys. We popped your messages on the screen. We like to do that. Thank you so much for supporting the show, and thank you for supporting the network. Honestly, uh, there's such a hardworking group of guys and girls on the five reasons sports network. I hope you're supporting the YouTube channel, supporting all the podcasts. Now this show, the extra yard, we are affiliated with three yards per carry, which is the dolphins podcast. You need to have in your life, whether it be the main show with uh, Chris Simon and Alfredo or our show, the audio version goes on to the, uh, the three yards per carry podcast feed as well. So make sure you leave three yards per carry, a five-star rating on Apple podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts and make sure you support the five reasons sports YouTube channel. Can
1: I just add that, you know, I've been listening to different shows and all that and what I'm finding, like you're really a heat fan, a dolphin fan, sports fan, and you're tuning into different shows. You are getting a different perspective depending on who the two hosts are or three hosts are. And it's really informative. Like, I learned stuff watching other guys do the shows, and I know. Like, I know I'm good, Donald. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> You're good also. And I'm going to give you something that no one else gave you. I don't care if it's a day later, two days later, three days later. So, you know, enlighten yourself and tune into all of these shows and, and get a different perspective on what's going
2: on yeah a thousand percent like honestly because i i've and and troy has done this a lot as well since his playing days like we've both done a lot of you know am radio sports radio over the years and i just find like uh and there's there's more than there's more than one way to entertain and i find that some of just the the perspectives and the information I get from watching other, other shows and listening to other shows on five reasons sports, especially like you're getting a lot of analytics stuff from the hosts on this yes. network. You're not going to find Were
1: you a couple of weeks yeah. ago. I did a show with them and I was like,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel the same way. I'm not always an egghead with the numbers the way that some of the hosts are. So, yeah, make sure you guys support the entire network. We're going to talk to you. We should be back to our regular Monday spot next week. As long as, like, Mark Hockman doesn't call in sick or something, uh, we'll, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be. Oh, and, yes, definitely tune in to the Pulse of Finns Nation tonight. So it's nice to see our pal Louis Sung uh, Sr., Louis Sung Jr., uh, host Pulse of Finns Nation with Ron Canef. That is an awesome show. Make sure you tune in tonight couple of my favorite people and then lewis senior and junior have been uh, have been good friends to me uh, on this network so thank you guys so much we will talk to you again next week on another episode of the extra yard on the five Reasons sports network everybody yeah. good.
0: cool
1: everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or McCrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day